I can't think of a more psychologically necessary belief than the Christian conceptualization of hell. That if you would live your life in opposition to the giver of life or to the universe or to the divine, that you would find yourself at a dead-end road where you cannot change the past and it's a form of torment. Even though your conscious spirit cries out for change or for mercy or that things would be different, that you can't change that anymore. So Jesus told this parable about a rich man and a guy named Lazarus who was a beggar who sat at his gate. And the rich man ignored him and didn't listen to his cries for justice. And then the rich man dies. And I, I remember as a kid being haunted by this thought that this rich man dies and he's crying out in torment whenever he's in the underworld. And he's saying, you know, at least if I can't if I can't feel a change, go and tell my brothers. If I can't experience anything different, maybe somebody else would. And then in the parable, it was like, no, that's not possible. Your brothers wouldn't even listen. There's this sense that once you're dead and you can't do anything about it, that that is a threat that we need that holds us in check for our life. Because ultimately, we are really, really stubborn. And you know this. Like When you were a kid, you were a punk. And if you didn't have the threat of your parents and what they might do, then you would do whatever you want. It's like the, the book Lord of the Flies. It's just, it's going to be chaos for you if there's not a threat to hold you in check that there's some higher power here or some bigger thing than you that's going to hold it. I call it the dog steak principle. So it's like, it, you know this, if you put a steak in your backyard, a, a big ribeye laying out there in the middle of your backyard, and then tell your dog, don't eat the steak and walk away and leave him alone with it, you know what's going to happen. And so it's going to happen with us too. I remember being in camp, a counselor, and telling our high school campers that they couldn't date one summer. They're like, you can't date, can't hold hands, can't show affection, can't do anything with the girls. Like, you already know how this is going to go. Don't ask them to do that because you know that they're not going to actually do it. The only way that you can stop some people from pursuing their stubborn desires, really all of us, is by the threat of something bad happening to you. So I have a friend who was asking me about some of his health issues and I was asking him, like, what could I say or do that would be helpful? Like, I don't want to do the wrong because sometimes you say something in good intentions and it backfires and I'm like I just want to be helpful I don't want to make you feel worse but and, and he said the only thing that you can say to me that will be helpful is you're going to die if you don't change isn't there a truth behind that that if we don't threaten then ultimately we may not change and if you don't change, you can get yourself locked into this place where you left your mark on the world and it wasn't the mark you wanted to leave. 
and it has ripple effects throughout the whole human race. Think about people like you, you could have a Mother Teresa or a Desmond Tutu or Mahatma Gandhi or, or someone who did this incredible thing for the world or left their mark and it had ripple effects throughout all of history. It's, it's like the butterfly wing flap effect. You know, you've heard this saying that if a butterfly in the southern hemisphere flaps its wings, it's going to change the course of history and make, create a hurricane in the northern hemisphere. It, it reminds me of whenever uh, uh, Homer Simpson went back to the dinosaur days in a time machine and he steps out of the time machine and there's dinosaurs all around him and he has this little thought cloud in his head of what he remembers someone telling him one time which is if you go back to the past don't change anything and it might affect the future and so this mosquito lands on his arm and he's sitting there thinking like don't swat it don't swat it and eventually he, he gets the best of him and he kills the mosquito and then he gets back in the time machine and he goes forward back to the future back where he came from and there's like nuclear war and chaos everywhere right so like even the small things that we do are going to have ripple effects throughout all of the rest of human history in the future going forward and so what we do with our life and whether we live it in gratitude and in thanks and doing good and loving other people and building up things for the future has eternal effects. And so it would be if you did destructive things for the world and you live selfishly. Just think about like Hitler and think about Stalin and think about these guys that, that left their mark on the world in a negative way and now that they're gone, if they could look back and they could see what's happened, the earth is still crying out to be healed from those things. And so as we live, once we die, we pass our consciousness on and it goes on to our kids and to their kids and to the next generations and the next generation. And there's nothing that you'll be able to do about changing the life that you lived. Think about it. We're still paying for the people who made the mistakes of going over, or it, mistakes is a very light word, of going over to Africa and getting people and loading them on boats and making them slaves. The earth is still healing from that, and that would be a form of torment and hell to know that you caused that for the earth. Now, your life, my life, is shorter than we realize. It's the, the old saying from the Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. You've got a life to live. And you can sit around stuck in a routine and just default to whatever you feel like today. And you just do whatever you want. But there's something that should be holding you in check that is so powerful that you can't ignore it and you need it to hold you in check. And that's the reality that once you die, whatever you did here on earth is going to be locked in for eternity. And that's the reality that you're going to have to live with because the day is coming soon where you can't change it. But I would leave you with this. Don't worry about screwing things up. 
Give it your best. Do your best. Don't worry about trying your best and it goes wrong. If that happens, the earth can deal with it. The earth has dealt with a couple of world wars in the last century. It can deal with you trying your best. But you don't dare live with you not trying your best, not, as my coach used to say, leaving it out all on the field whenever your life is over because that day is coming soon and the earth needs you to be your fullest you and we are all rooting for you and we all want you to be that. Don't ignore the reality that if you're not doing that, you're going to live in torment for the rest of eternity.